morning, everyone. On this Sunday, we give thanks to God that we can be here together for worship, to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior. We warmly welcome any guests worshiping with us today. Council has the following announcements. Classes Alberta is scheduled for March 9th, 2021, the Lord willing. All submissions must be sent to the convening church of Tabor, Alberta by February 1st. There is a consistory meeting scheduled for February 1st, 2021, the Lord willing as well. All matters of the agenda must be submitted by Monday, January 25th. In light of the current health order, those in attendance are reminded to practice safe, uh, practice physical distancing and not to gather in social groups in the foyer. This will allow those needing to leave the building to have a clear path to the exits. For those in attendance, we are asking for volunteers after the worship service to assist with wiping down the sanctuary. If you are able to lend a hand, please wait outside the sanctuary doors for further instruction. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. In our preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of hymn 40, stanzas 4 and 5. Let us rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 121, stanzas 1 and 2.
now submit our lives to the ten words of the covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 5, we hear these commandments. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, or your male servant or your female servant, or your ox or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, and you shall not commit adultery, and you shall not steal, and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Lord Jesus summarized these Ten Commandments when he was asked what is the greatest commandment. In Matthew 22 we read, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. As we compare these commandments to our own lives, we recognize our own sins and we pray to the Lord for compassion and for forgiveness. And we'll do so singing Psalm 25, stanzas 9 and 10.
1 John 1, verses 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgiven in Christ, let us humble ourselves before the Lord and ask him for his blessing over the reading and proclamation of his word. Almighty Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for peace that you give to us, peace that we may experience in our hearts, knowing that we are washed clean in the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we are your children, that we may live in fellowship with you and with one another. We thank you, Lord, that we may know this to be true and to find great comfort in your love as you, out, you pour your love out upon us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for your glory and majesty and your fatherly care for each one of us. We ask, O Lord, that you will bless our worship, bless our, this worship service as well. You know, Father, that we still are worshiping in a time of many restrictions, and we pray that you will guide and sustain us as your people in the midst of the restrictions that are in place. We recognize, O oh Lord, that the coronavirus is something from your hand. We pray that you will open our eyes to see what you are teaching us as a church, how you are shaping and forming us. We pray that you will be near to the many who are suffering with illness, hospitalization, deaths in the families. We pray that you will also be with the many who are affected in in other ways, with unemployment, with the effects and the emotions and, 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 and the psychological effects of restrictions on gatherings and being together, even the way we, we can worship. And we ask that you will sustain us in this time, that you will give us strong trust patience and grace and charity as we interact with one another. We pray for the government. We ask that you will give them wisdom. We pray that they too may recognize the essential character of our worship. We ask that the restrictions may soon be lifted again. We can stop with these Worship services where only a part of us can be present. We thank you that in the meantime we have technology that allows us to pray together even right now as we're doing with some here and some in our homes. We ask that as our hearts and minds are united as a congregation that we may soon also see this visibly. As we turn to your word this morning, we pray that you will 
Guide us by your Spirit to understand what we are reading, to see with joy the gospel, salvation in Jesus Christ. We have a Lord and a Savior who is very powerful, who grants liberation to the oppressed. And we ask that you will work powerfully in our heart by your Holy Spirit, that we may understand and be encouraged and lifted up to glorify your name through your word. And bless your servant in this place as that word is being proclaimed. Grant strength and wisdom and understanding, boldness. We ask also that you will bless the preaching of the word in other places in the world. We know that there are many places where there's great persecution. Christians are paying with their lives for their faith. And we ask that you will sustain, keep these Christians, that they may remain steadfast in their faith. We ask that you will also work powerfully in the hearts of those who are attacking your church, that they may realize what they are doing, that they may repent of this sin, that you will guide them to also join with those who are worshiping you. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll now read together from God's holy word in Mark. The Gospel of Mark. Chapter 1, we'll start at verse 9. We reflected a little bit on the very first verse that the Gospel begins with the declaration that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In the beginning of Jesus' ministry, when he made his appearance, begins at verse 9, and we'll read 9 to 39. Hear the word of the Lord. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, 
the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. As for the reading of Scripture, we'll now sing together Psalm 121, stanzas 3 and 4. This psalm, again, speaking of the Lord as a shelter that keeps us from harm, even when evil strikes strikes in vain. Psalm 121, stanzas 3 and 4. 